What if I told you there is a free activity that only takes five minutes a day for three months that could make you happier, improve your relationships, stabilize your emotions, improve your sleep, give you more energy, and reduce your stress? Would you do it? Today I want to talk about that because the activity is practicing gratitude. And there's a lot of research that supports the idea that it helps improve health outcomes and makes us be happier in our lives. So in this episode of Ask Dr. Gill, we're going to be talking about the health benefits of gratitude. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Ask Dr. Gill. I'm Dr. Gill Winkleman. And today I want to follow on on our discussion about heart that we did last week and talk about gratitude because gratitude is one of those things that uh, unfortunately I think we take for granted in our society. But there's a lot of aspects of it that point to uh, improved health, but also just better mental well-being and happiness. And the amazing thing is, is it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's really about creating a new habit of looking at things. And it also allows us to connect to something greater because it, it in a way, forces us to sort of evaluate what is it that's going right in our life and being thankful for that. So uh, before I jump into the practice, uh, I want to talk about some of the benefits of, of gratitude beyond kind of what I mentioned on the, up, on the uh, intro. And it's really kind of fascinating. And I'm, I'm going to start with, with the health aspect of things um, because... You, the studies on gratitude, and there's there's many, many studies on health outcomes and gratitude um, that have to do with people keeping a gratitude journal. And, uh, you know, it, and it's not just mental health issues. And that, that was sort of what a lot of uh, researchers just expected. They expected, well, if you're feeling grateful, I bet you'll see people are less depressed. And uh, there's several studies that talk about that uh, patients who are depressed, that as they did this gratitude journal, they actually had uh, a, a decrease by over 35% uh, over the course of several weeks in their depression. And for many people, that was all they needed to do to cure their depression. But what was fascinating was that uh, the sleep aspect and the, that people who kept a gratitude journal were able to fall asleep faster and also sleep better and longer than people who didn't in the, in these multiple, and this is more than one study. So, and, uh, they also had, um, lowered their blood pressure, which, you know, didn't surprise, but it was, was actually a very big decrease in the systolic uh, blood pressure 
issues, and also uh, and found that people improved in terms of their uh, physical pain sensations. So those are some of the health aspects of, of gratitude. And there's probably many others that haven't been researched. And that's, that's the piece that I think is interesting because oftentimes we know that people who are happier tend to have better health outcomes and also to live longer. And part of that may be related to social connections. Well, generally people who practice gratitude tend to be more social. They have more friendships. They have deeper friendships. Their marriages are healthier. So you would expect that if you're practicing gratitude that you're going to be also having uh, improved, you know, uh, in terms of life expectancy and so forth. So, and then the, the last thing uh, I, I wanted to mention is, is that, uh, you know, there's people with who practice gratitude they tend to be more emotionally resilient. They tend to be less envious of other people. Uh, and they're going to have more good feelings to go through life with. Now, these, these are, you know, it sounds like pie in the sky. But take it from someone who started practicing uh, this this exercise with the gratitude journal. It, it started to make a really, really big difference. And the amazing thing was, is that things that used to bother me stopped bothering me, or just I would ignore them. And for for a lot of people that I've suggested this to, uh, patients or otherwise, they have found that similar similar outcomes, and some of them have you know reported the health benefits that I mentioned at the you know at the beginning. But they've also mentioned just how much happier they are. And that's the piece of the research that's really fascinating to me. Um, so, you know, it's, I think that's the biggest aspect of, of the gratitude practice is that long term, you know, you, you not only become happier, but a, one study said that it has the same impact as, as if you had doubled your income. So that's another piece about this that's kind of fascinating from a mental health perspective, because oftentimes uh, people have issues uh, with anxiety or stress related to finances. And I'm not uh, trying to belittle that for many people. You know, they are living paycheck to paycheck. And it is, you know, a situation that is untenable for, for many people at the moment. That being said, sometimes losing sight of what you have and not being grateful for things can put you in a place where you might make bad decisions financially. Uh, you know, like you feel like you deserve whatever it is and it's something that you really can't afford and it doesn't matter whether you make $5 an hour or $500 an hour. I have talked to people who've done that and, you know, kind of stretched themselves from that viewpoint. And having a gratitude practice and being grateful for where you are, you, you stop having that issue where you're going to be competing with yourself or others. And so that's, that's a piece that I think is really, really important aspect of this. So, 
So what exactly is this gratitude practice? Um, well, it's actually quite simple. The, it's, it's basically a journaling aspect of things. And it's writing down, and there's different ways of doing this, but it's basically writing down 10 things that you're grateful for and doing that every day. And it takes between 30 and 90 days to notice benefits. Now, you have to do it for at least 21 days. As we talked about, generally habits are created in a three-week period. So you want to do it for three weeks just so you can get the benefit of creating the habit. But there's something that happens between that 21-day mark and the 90-day mark that we start to see the results and, and the outcomes that people are talking about. So one of the things that I like to do is I'll write it down in a way that, you know, I'm grateful for or I'm, I feel blessed for, however, however you want to say it. I mean, the words, um, I think, are, are more meaningful if you come up with it. But to go back through, so you create the list, and then you go back through and you read it, and then you say thank you three times after reading it. And trying to get this feeling from your heart, I think, is really, really important um, because that's the piece. That's where the gratitude piece comes up. And I'm going to um, step aside for a minute. And then in the second part of the show, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that. And we're going to tie this back into heart and heart rate variability and heart math. So stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. I'm Dr. Gil Winkleman. This is Ask Dr. Gil, and we're talking about gratitude and keeping a gratitude journal being really important and actually feeling that experience um, from the heart. And, you know, one of the things that I do in my practice is something called heart math that does sound like it's, I said it, H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-H, heart math. It's not my favorite name just because of the uh, um, how difficult it is to enunciate it and, and understand it. And it's not a, a word, so, you know, a real word in English. So it can be confusing for, for people. But HeartMath, there's an institute there in Boulder Creek near Santa Cruz, California. And they do research on the effects of the heart. And not from the, the pump aspect, but from the uh, both the neurological electro and electromagnetic, and I guess the third and is gratitude. And what's really fascinating about it is the program measures uh, variations in moment-to-moment beats of the heart. So what you're looking at is that there's changes in heart rate variability, meaning how fast the heart is beating from moment to moment. You actually want that to not be steady. You want to see changes in that. And it may be that heart rate variability is the biggest predictor of mortality in humans, or any animal for that matter, with hearts. Um, so when, when you look at uh, young babies, for example, they have a high amount of heart rate variability. 
Um, but as we get older, we actually start losing that over, over time. And it's one of the things, by the way, that Bessel van der Kolk talks about in The Body Keeps the Score, that uh, people who've had trauma have had reduced heart rate variabilities. And there's a, a belief that the difference between a veteran who gets post-traumatic stress disorder and one who doesn't may be, be tied to the lack of heart rate variability in the one who does get PTSD uh, prior to the incident. So what does this have to do with gratitude, you may be wondering? Well, actually kind of everything. And what's interesting about the heart math research is there's, there's a ton of connections going from the heart to the brain. Um, and it's, what's fascinating is that most of the connections go, like I said, from the heart to the brain, not from the brain to the heart. In other words, the brain may be taking information from the heart, and that's what the heart math research seems to be pointing towards. So it's our hearts that can dictate our thoughts and our mood as well as uh, our adrenaline response. So the heart may have a response that sends a signal to the brain and then the brain will alarm the rest of the body. So our gratitude practice may be affecting the ability of the heart to calm the brain down and calm the emotional centers of the brain down to the point where the brain then turns the alarms bells off to the rest of the body. And the software that HeartMath does uh, with the heart rate variability training is really interesting because they have a, a score that they keep on there. And, and you can see it when, as the user of the software, you can view your score in real time. And so when you use the HeartMath system, it is measuring a combination of things. And in effect, it's measuring what the changes in the moment-to-moment -moment rate of the heart heartbeat. But it's also measuring how smooth that change is. So if you have a jagged change, you know, if it goes from 60 to 90 to 60 to 90, right, and it kind of looks like a, you know, a sawtooth, that's not what we, we want to see. We want to see a smooth transition that goes up and then comes down and goes up and comes down, more like a sine wave, okay? So how does that happen? Well, our breathing and our breath is an important aspect of this. And I think I spoke about this uh, in another podcast. But our ability to breathe and control our breath, and it's not just the, the out-breath or the in-breath. It's syncing that with the changes in the heart rate. So that's what the software allows you to see and work with. You can inhale as your heart rate's going up and exhale as your heart rate's going down. And you have a coherence or a synchronicity between the systems and the body. Okay. And that will, in the software, give you a better score. Now, if you're an athlete, you'll automatically get a better score or a higher score than you would otherwise because you've already, your body already sinks in that way. And so for me, for example, I'm fairly athletic. 
I, you know, I'm very active. I can score pretty well without trying, uh, even for my age. And so what was interesting is, is as I bump the, the scale up, it, it becomes harder. So you need to score higher to be able to get the feedback that you want on the screen. And I can't, on a high level, just you know, breathe and, do, and have that happen. And that's where the gratitude piece comes in. So I start thinking about the things that I'm grateful for while doing this and feel it co- you know, coming out of my heart. And my score will go up and my coherence will go up. And it's really fascinating to watch. And, you know, this isn't just me, by the way. My patients, I have them do the same thing, and they see it as well. And it's, this is the aspect of gratitude that I think, and it does take time to learn. It doesn't just happen overnight. And this is where the gratitude journal can be really, really helpful. Because it gives you an opportunity to reflect upon what it is that, uh, gives you a good feeling, right? And that good feeling then you can imagine as you breathe in and out, you can use that as part of the aspect of the breathing. And that does have an effect. Just that, just thinking about that feeling and experiencing that feeling in your heart has an effect on the rest of your body. And that's the piece I think, uh, I think is important to take away. And after, you know, at that point, you know, of course, if you're feeling better about things and you're grateful about things, you're going to be, you know, it's going to have these other impacts psychologically as well. But there are clear physiologic impacts that happen as well. So that's kind of the piece about gratitude that I think is important. And uh, I think that it sets the tone for some of the other stuff that we'll talk about. Because at the very, very beginning of the first podcast, I talked about epigenetics, which is about how our DNA turns on and off. Gratitude is part of that. And I'm going to talk more about that in the coming podcasts, uh, you know, in terms of, of how that can help improve our health and our health outcomes and so forth. So hope you enjoyed what I had today. I really, really would encourage you to start keeping a gratitude journal. It really it only takes about five minutes a day. Uh, maybe do it before bed. If you don't do it before de- bed, you know, do do it in the, another time of day and just pick one thing about the day that you're grateful for before you go to bed. It will, it really makes a difference for, for people. Uh, if you have a question, please feel free to send me an email. It's at info, info at askdrgill.com. That's A-S-K-D-R-G-I-L.com. There's only one L. And uh, check out my website. Uh, there's a newsletter you can subscribe to. And if you want a topic for me to cover, send me an email. I'd be happy to cover it. Thanks so much. I will talk to you soon. Take care.